Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Hurt at Sports Radio. Out front, Levert with arms like snakes. Took it away from Green. Down the floor to Mitchell. Drive, scores, foul. Harden at the top. Looking for his first 30-point game as a Clipper. Dribbling with the right hand. Sizing up heels. Crosses over. Feeling good. Dancing. Step back. Left wing. A three. Nylon! James Harden cannot miss! 102-98. Bulls lead the Sixers. A minute 37 to go. Right head of the key. Bounce pass. Pooch. Right side three on the way. He got it again! Two tight ends in the backfield. The handoff goes to Walker. He looks for running room. Bounces it off the right side. Inside the 20. The 15. The 10. The 5. Touchdown! Seahawks! Good morning and welcome in to Hurt Out Sports Radio here on AM 590 ESPN Omaha and ESPN Tri-Cities. I'm Ravi Lula. Andrew Rogers is back in town. What's up, man? How are you, buddy? GBDR. <laughs> That's what today is, Shane. GBDR. Hashtag GBDR. Go Big Dylan Rayola. Yep, There you got we it. go. Uh, the long wait, the, the unusual courtship appears to be over the long wait didn't we find out last week that he was interested i mean no to be fair last week was kind of the final push right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this has been something legitimately nebraska fans have been talking about for a couple years Mm -hmm. because remember the infamous margarita story with scott frost (laughs) Right was about <laughs> yeah you should you should have spent less time in margaritaville <laughs> this was this was a story about dylan real this was like a year and a half ago and mm-hmm. he was already well on the radar of nebraska fans at that point this has been this has been a years long saga right but yeah was, i think it's good he but, was pulled out of the heart right yes. i mean it was he was uh, placed in in Georgia, he was placed at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Like so, when I say it was short lived and not long lived, <laughs> it was because he was at a different school, right? Yes. He was he was verbally committed to another school. Was he? Did he actually put pen to paper at those schools? 
He did not. No. No, no. It was no. all verbal? Yeah, those are all verbal commitments until tomorrow mm-hmm. in which we – I mean, I'm going to make sure I see the, the name on the paper just to make sure. But he, he will sign with Nebraska tomorrow. He put out his commitment yesterday, uh, reported initially by ESPN, and then he put out his own stuff on social media. But it is true – this is not a prank. It's not April Fool's Day. Dylan Rayola has committed to a five-star quarterback has committed to your university. The top quarterback prospect in the country. Like just just let that sink in for a minute. The best quarterback in the country has chosen to play his college football at the University of Nebraska. No problem at all. Go be great. That is no little thing. Think about what a moment like this does nationally. Yeah, okay. I mean, look at ESPN's front page. Nebraska is all, is the third story. But I'm, I'm thinking more in the stance of what this means for other top prospects and other mm-hmm. five stars out there. Because before Dylan Rayola committed to Nebraska, it was if you wanted to have a chance at winning a national championship or going to the NFL, you had to go to a school like Georgia. You had to go to a school like Alabama or Ohio State, or LSU, or a premier school that spit out uh, college football players to the next level Mm -hmm. like it was their job to do. But because Dylan Rayola committed to Nebraska, his chances of going to the NFL don't dwindle. Mm. It, It may put a little bit more pressure on him to perform, And be effective because he isn't at a school that can, let's just say, uh, it's a more challenging situation. Mistakes. It's a more challenging situation. The challenge of that situation. But how refreshing, like a breath of fresh air to see a guy. And and look, you know, we're talking about it and reacting because it happened to Nebraska. Mm -hmm. But even if this was like a kid that was in Arizona and decided, hey, I'm going to go play at Arizona. He's a five-star quarterback. He's one or two, whatever recruiting list you look at in the country, and he ends up at Arizona. Why? Because that's just home to him. Mm -hmm. Nebraska is home to Dylan Rayola. Whenever he posted about Georgia, whenever he posted about Ohio State, did he ever use the term home? Mm -hmm. But when he posts about Nebraska, what does he post? Home. Home. And you gravitate where? To home. Mm-hmm. You gravitate to where you're comfortable and where you feel like this is where your family is. Yeah. And so other recruits out there in, in the class of 2025, 2026, they're going to look at what Dylan Rayola did and think, huh, maybe I can uh, stay home too. Maybe I don't have to go to Georgia in order to be the best college football player out there. Maybe if I'm from South Carolina, I can stay in South Carolina and and be a five-star quarterback at the University of South Carolina and be fine. Is South Carolina a powerhouse? No. God, no. But the the snowball effect of a commitment like this just shows the rest of the country that, hey, there can be some parity done. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing that I think goes into this kind of conversation is the fact that you've got an expanded playoff next year as well like that is kind of the underlying factor here is if you want to go play for a national championship 
you now have an opportunity to do that at other places because it's not just, hey, if I don't go to Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, I'm never going to have a chance to win a national title <clears throat> because the, the field is opening up, right? You've got the opportunity to create, and not that this is Nebraska because Nebraska's history is, is much more is much more storied than a lot of these places, but you have the opportunity with an expanded playoff to create some Gonzagas of the world, if you will, uh, that you get in college basketball, where Gonzaga started off as a developmental program. Gonzaga started off as, okay, we're going to develop some under-the-radar prospects, and then you've got, hey, we got some guys transferring in that, that maybe didn't work out at their other places. And then all of a sudden, you have them getting recruiting wins with guys like Jalen Suggs and Chet Holmgren. You have them getting the five-star guys. You have them getting the top of the class. And whether it's Nebraska or other teams throughout the country, you have an opportunity, a more of an opportunity to do that now than you ever had in the past in college football. Because let's be honest, in the four-team playoff, if you weren't – I mean, look, look, Florida State is a blue blood, mm -hmm. and they went undefeated, and they still got left out, right? So what hope did a UCF have? What hope did a – uh, you know, Boise State back in the day. Like, what hope did these teams have? And now, listen, those teams are probably still getting left out of a 12-team playoff. Although, a few years ago, UCF would have made a 12-team playoff. Back in the day, Boise State for sure would have made a 12-team playoff. There's other opportunities for teams that just haven't existed before. So I do think you're going to see, and obviously Rayola's situation is different because of his ties to Nebraska. But I do see a... I do see a situation where high-end guys can look at the landscape and say, hey, I'm still going to have an opportunity to win a national championship here. If I can get mm -hmm. Nebraska to 10 wins, we're in the playoff, right? Like, that's not crazy. And you look at the schedule next year. And, I, I'm, listen, I'm not expecting college football playoff next year. Like, let me just say that first and foremost. But if you get a schedule like next year's Nebraska schedule, okay, you get to 7-0 relatively reasonably. So you have to win three out of your last five games? Like, that's what you're talking about. That's the difference between you and the college football playoff is winning three out of five down the stretch with a USC team that you're like, ah, I don't know what they're going to be next year. No Caleb Williams. UCLA team that's in transition that almost fired their head coach. You've got a Wisconsin team that hasn't figured their stuff out yet. You have an Iowa team replacing their offensive coordinator, and you're always in it with Iowa anyway. And there's another team in there that I'm – I think Ohio State mm -hmm. is the other team in that stretch of the last five. So it's like, yeah, we'd probably drop Ohio State, Right. I can win three out of those other four. And that's all you're talking – that's the difference between Nebraska and a college football playoff, whether it's next year or in following years. All of a sudden, that door from just like a tiny sliver of a door being open of like, well, maybe someday Nebraska could be nationally relevant again. They just kicked that thing wide open. It, it, it's at least halfway open. Yeah, they just kicked down that door because not only do you have the opportunity with the 12-team playoff, you also have the guy – that can kick the door down in Dylan Rayola. Like, I, I talked about this yesterday with Avery. <clears throat> we did a special edition last night. I need people to appreciate how much of difference makers these level of guys, quarterbacks, are in their classes. Like, we're talking Trevor Lawrence. We're talking Justin Fields. We're talking Bryce Young. We're talking Tua Tungavailoa. We're talking Quinn Ewers. We're talking Jaden Daniels. We're talking... Um, Caleb Williams. Are these guys good at football? You're talking Heisman's, national titles, and college football playoff appearances, and first-round picks. Mm -hmm. That's the level of guy Nebraska just got. Now, there's no guarantee he pans out, but that's the track record of those guys. 
right? So it's not an exaggeration to say, hey, he elevates your program. That's how he profiles. Yes, he profiles based on where he's ranked, where he's been evaluated, and those are recent history guys. I'm not going all the way back 20 years when the rankings were like a little more sus. Keep it fresh. Yeah, those are the last five years of guys that have more than one year of starting. That was the cutoff I made. So it was 2017 to 2021 classes. All of those guys have started for more than one year, and that's what he profiles to. That's the kind of guy we're talking about here. So if you're sitting there thinking, why are they talking about this high school kid for a week straight? Why are they talking about him elevating Nebraska's program? Because that's what it is. Historically, when you land one of these guys, that's what the opportunity is for you. Now, you still have to do everything else right. You still have to get it right. But judging by what we've seen of Matt Rule, do you have any doubt that he's going to get it right? Because I don't. I feel incredible about this. Like, not Mm -hmm. just because of Dylan Rayola. I'll be honest with you. If, like, year three and beyond Scott Frost had landed a Dylan Rayola, I'd have been excited, but I'd have been pretty scared. So, (laughs) I got to have been really hesitant. I would have. I'm not today. It's funny because I saw this tweet. um, I saw this tweet yesterday. And it made me laugh because everything that you're kind of saying about him being um, a a legitimate game changer Mm -hmm. for this university, a a difference maker. You know, he profiles as a potential first round pick Heisman, you know, go all the way down the list. These five star guys that come to universities tend to pan out like so. Mm -hmm. And I I read this yesterday and it, it made me laugh because you see so many people. Uh, whether they're fans of, of Georgia or um, writers down uh, for the Bulldogs, mm-hmm. talking about Dylan Rayola as if he's essentially nothing anymore. And, you know, he goes to Nebraska, and it's just he's, he's killing his career, this, that, and the other. And it's just funny how, you know, when a guy like of his stature commits to your university, he is a, what does Robbie like to call it, a generational talent, <laughs> right? But then, when he decommits to go somewhere else... Total trash. He's unproven. Total yeah, trash. He, he's an unproven freshman. We've got a different Elite 11 quarterback. We don't need him. That's what, that, I mean, that's what George is saying right now. What, what are we doing? Yeah. What, like, it, when, when Dylan Raiola did not commit to Nebraska and went to Georgia instead, instead of people saying, like, oh, Dylan Raiola, he's garbage, this, that, and the other, it was, man, that was, like, really fun for a hot yes. sec. But, God. And that was golly, how do we get there? How do we get the five star? Yeah. That was that was the thought process. Yeah. It was it the, wasn't, oh my gosh, he's going down to Georgia. He'll never no, he'll amount be, to anything. No, the thought process was I wish he had come along in year two of three of rule when we'd already established some sort of track record and proof of concept, so we felt more comfortable coming here. That was the thought. The only other thought, which again, I, I feel like I've I've talked enough about, but is totally asinine is oh well this kid must be a drama king and whatever and oh look at all these different schools he's gone to and and all this nonsense of it is like oh he must be demanding this and demanding that and Nebraska said no thank you and first of all with the, with the way it played out with Nebraska I know that's not what happened I mean I, I can tell you he didn't demand a starting job he didn't demand anything except a fair and open competition from everything that I've heard, that's all he asked for, in addition to whatever the NIL stuff, right? Like, that's part of the equation. But he asked for a fair and open opportunity for a chance to play next year. And the coaching staff's like, yeah, absolutely, we give that to everybody. Like, that was, that was the only thing that he asked for, okay? 
So, well, and in the current quarterback room. Yeah, sure. Are you looking at this and saying, man, but when, there's no way I'm seeing the field next year. But when, when Kyle McCord moved on from Nebraska, people were like, oh, Rayola must have demanded the starting job, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, Rayola walked into a situation and asked for the same thing McCord did, which was a fair and open competition. McCord walked into a room that looked like Harburg and Chubba, and, and that's it. And he's like, yeah, I can win that job. And then Rayola walks into the room and he goes, yeah, maybe I can't win that job. And that's why McCord moved on. Not because Rayola demanded anything, except for the same thing that everybody else gets, which is a fair and open shot. So, like, the narratives change around him sometimes, but around Nebraska, it was never, oh, this kid isn't any good. Mm-hmm. We tried to talk ourselves into the fact that maybe he wasn't a good fit, despite the fact that he's prodigiously We tried talented. to talk ourselves into every yes, scenario. Because you're trying so to make yourself feel better. better. You're driving yourself feel better, right? Because right? you're like, God, we, he was a legacy kid, and we can't even land that guy. Like, that is what Nebraska fans were going through. And... That's, I mean, first of all, it's not the case. I feel like I've, I've talked about that plenty. But secondly, just finally land. And honestly, I think it is, it's more of a vote of confidence for rule than anything that we could have seen on the field this year. Because we did see a lot of improvement, right? We saw improvement with the offensive line. We saw incredible defense. We saw them fighting, and they improved in a lot of different areas over the course of the season, right? The one area that couldn't improve was quarterback which is a pretty easy pitch to a guy that's a five-star and be like, hey, if you just come in and, and be better than what we had, like, look at what we can be, right? Mm-hmm. But I think him putting his faith in Matt Rule is a huge vote of confidence and tells the rest of us that, okay, what, is, what we're actually thinking we're seeing is what's out there because you don't get a five-star to commit to you, a five-star that could have gone literally anywhere in the country he wanted to go, Unless you're doing something right. Like, I genuinely believe that. And when you win at Nebraska, it's different than winning at Georgia. Because it's when you win at Georgia. anywhere, I promise you that. W- well, when you win at Georgia, it's taken for granted. Mm-hmm. The expectation is to win 12 games Especially a year. now, yeah. And, you know, if you don't win 12 games a year, that will be talked about. But they if you do you win 12 games yeah. a, win- a year, it's like, oh, well, that was expected. You should have won 12 games. But at Nebraska, you win seven games, eight games, ten games, twelve games. No matter how many games you win, if it results in a bowl game yeah. by season's end, that's what's going to be talked about. To start, for sure, yeah. You know, when Scott Frost got here, it was, man, if Scott Frost wins, if he takes, if he takes Nebraska back to where they used to be, he'll never have to buy a beer again, mm-hmm. right? When Matt Rule arrived, same type of conversation was said. Now, when Dylan Mariola arrives and he turns 21 someday, mm-hmm. it's going to be, <laughs> man, if he wins, he'll oh. never have to buy a beer again. Yeah. This city will put a statue up for that man. Not only will he not have to buy a beer again, he may never have to work for him. Like, work. <laughs> like, I, I'm not even kidding. Like, this, I don't know that people appreciate the the – magnitude of how of how big it would be if and when Nebraska comes back up because there is I mean first of all if it happens Dylan's probably an NFL quarterback right like I don't think that's a stretch based on what his talent profile looks like right and he's a prototypical this isn't you know like in the 90s no matter how good Nebraska's quarterbacks were it was a tough transition to the NFL because of the offensive style right that's not what we're talking about here with Dylan Rayola you can have if you have if you're a five star guy in Dylan Rail skill set, like you're you're gonna have a real good shot at the NFL. So not only do you have that set up for you, but 
literally ev- you will have every opportunity. If you just want to stay in Nebraska forever, you will have whatever opportunities you want to come your way, whether it's like endorsements. What, I mean, you can own car dealers. Whatever you want to do, if you're Dylan Rayola, you can just sit back and watch the money roll in if you're the guy that brings this place back because that's how important it is here. And, you know, I, I've talked in our, in our uh, worked group chat before because I'm one of the elder people in that group chat because, you know, everybody else that works here. Was you can you can call it how it is. You're the second oldest. Uh, well, the third, I think. Sauter's older than me, too. Oh, that's right. Sauter is in that chat. He mutes it so much, he though, does, that yeah. I just don't he, remember he that it's ever in He doesn't really there. participate. But it's, <laughs> it's basically me, Sauter, and Sasha, right? Like, those are the ones that are not 25 years old or under. And so I was trying to – I was like, guys, I don't – 26, thank you. I'm sorry, 26 years and under. Uh, I was like, I, I, I don't think you guys understand – and I was a kid, so I barely understand how freaking cool it is around here when Nebraska's popping off. Like, I'm, I don't – anybody under my age – I'm 36. So, anybody younger than 36, I was 7, 8, and 10 years old when Nebraska was going through their run. Anybody younger than that, I'm, I know that you don't understand how great – and that's not your fault, right? But – it is so unbelievably cool around here. Even in 2009, when they had that run with Sue, um, even the first seven games of 2016 where they go 7-0 and under Mike Riley and people are like, man, I don't know if this team's that good, but this is a lot of fun. If you sustain that over even a couple years, Nebraska becomes an incredible place. This, I wasn't doing this job, obviously, because I was a kid, but, man, this job becomes so much more fun. Just being in the state of Nebraska becomes so much more fun. Like, this is a better place to live when Nebraska's good at football. I swear to God. Like, it just <laughs> is. And it's I like living here anyway, but if this thing starts popping off the way we think it will, I cannot express to you how cool it is to live in Nebraska. And, you know, the question I, uh, I, I think people should really be asking themselves is, what's the one and only mm-hmm. – individual position that can turn around a program it's quarterback it's the quarterback it's the only spot it, 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 anywhere yeah right on the football field anywhere you could have potentially the number one sport. wide receiver in football but he doesn't turn around a program no. because he's not the one dictating how he's getting the football it like is, he may get open but the ball still got to get there I think the only position in any sport that that dramatically changes your chances of winning like I think it's the only one uh, maybe starting pitcher in baseball, yeah, but I mean, even then, look at uh, like the number, uh, the numbers on like a Nolan Ryan, where he had, I want to say, there's a number. It's like 198 quality starts mm-hmm. that yeah. he, no, you're right, that he was a non-winner in. You're right, but you you rely on the offense to put up yeah. some runs for you. Yep, and you're like, right. Listen, I get that as yeah, a you, quarter. You could have zeros on the board for you, yeah. but unless you have some runs on your end. No, you're right. That's a, that's a good point. And, and listen, it's starting pitchers probably close to next, right? Um, for I always go to like goalie and hockey. They have an enormous outcome of the game. Obviously, they can't score, or they, they but they're kind of yeah. like a starting pitcher, right? Yeah, but it's it's those are probably in that next mm-hmm. tier. But, man, a quarterback – because not only do you score as a quarterback, obviously, but you can control the entire tempo of the game. And you can if you can consistently keep the ball away from the other team, you're sort of playing defense too, right? And it is – like the, the, probably the closest thing is a superstar in basketball that raises your floor. 
Like LeBron mm-hmm. in the early Cavs years raised their floor from god-awful to playoff team. <laughs> yeah. right? Like the roster around him was not a playoff team, ever. And, and a lot of those rosters weren't NBA championship teams. For sure, right? So the only – like that's the only thing that's close is if you've got one of those true super-duper stars in basketball – Super duper, I love it. Yeah, well, because well, LeBron, like peak LeBron's in a different level. Like, oh yeah, there's superstars. He's, he's in a different category. And then there's peak LeBron, right? Mm-hmm. You've got like peak LeBron, peak. So Jordan. are you looking at Dylan Rayola as LeBron James in this instance of how you, you take a, uh, a we'll, we'll call him a, a mediocre football program to playoff team? I think there's, I think that's the upside here. Yeah, I do. I do. Th- I mean, I wanted to push back on it. Because it sounds ridiculous out loud. <laughs> but I think that's the upside here is you take a, a football team. I mean, I, I think the I think the ceiling on this is like a 2019 LSU. Ravi said it. Dylan Rayola is LeBron James. National champion. Let's go, baby. Uh, coming up next, we will set up the show and let you know what else we got going on here on Herd at Sports Radio. We're on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities.